La la la. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. And what's your name? Max. <laughs> Max is here. I have my mini me with me. Mini me. Yeah. Maximilian Shell is here. We will be right back. A little news without Tim Lammers. Yeah. Oh, Tim's not on today. Yeah, no. he had some. He had to fill in for somebody. He's a disaster. <laughs> he had to take a nap. <laughs> he had to take a little nap. I need one. What he's doing. Yeah, we all do. That's true. Well, no Tim Lammers today. We'll a lot of stuff to talk about today. Anyway, so it all works out in the end. We'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Sing along, Max. Let's go. Sing along, brother. Oh, how about this? DoorDash has a new slogan. You want to hear DoorDash's new slogan? Dying to hear it. Are you dying to hear it? Dying. We won't eat your food. What? That's what people were doing. Oh, that's right. They were eating it on the way over. Do you know that? What? No. Some people in food food delivery services were eating part of the food on the way to deliver it to you. Well, you know, you're hungry. (laughs) You're smelling all that food. They won't miss half the fries. Is it kind of like an involuntary response where (laughs) you're just kind of digging in a bag for fries? That's nice. (laughs) I've seen that person. They don't need four hamburgers. That's really nice. (laughs) No, DoorDash's new slogan is, and I quote, spaghetti minus the go and getty. Ah! Hey, it sounds like G H E T T I. Do you like it? Do you like what? that? 
Spaghetti without the going getty. Don't like it? <laughs> no. Nope. We had spaghetti last night. Try not to hang yourself while you're here, Max. He loves yeah. these beads. He plays with the cats. The beads. Yeah. The beads. Laura Spencer apologized Monday on Good Morning America for her teasing comments about Britain's Prince George Six taking ballet in school. So you can't even tease a little kid about anything anymore. Is that the plan here? Well, why would you tease a little kid on national he wasn't media there. of any kind whatsoever? Uh, come on. Just God. have some class. Max, how old are you? <laughs> like, I'm going to tease you, okay? You ready? He's not even Fair responding. Enough. He's not responding. <laughs> That's the best shy. way to handle Tom Bernard. He really is. Smart boy. <laughs> Don't answer back. He just shuts up. Just, just look the other way. He just shuts up. Avert your gaze. But she did more than that. She sat down with three influential male dancers to try to turn their turn her comments, uh, which led to a massive outcry and a, te- a teachable moment. I know. God, I hate these people so much. Block your ears, Max. I'm talking about hating someone. Uh, I screwed up. I did, she said at the start of the segment. She and the dancers, Robbie Fairchild, Fabrice Calmels, and Travis Wall, helped her to understand the bravery it takes for a young boy to pursue a career in dance. So what? Good. That's the whole point. I'm sure it takes bravery. That's Football players take ballet. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Herschel Walker took ballet. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of athletes that dance ballet, yeah. It's hard, too. So I don't understand why she couldn't just tease a little boy. He's a prince, first of all. He can handle it. (laughs) Because he's a little boy six. Oh, so what? They can get teased. Like, they're soft. We need to toughen our kids up. Oh, Throw come on. I've seen you start ribbing. crying. Fr- I mean, well, you oh, were yelling at me, on. so of course I'm crying. <laughs> well, you were yelling at me. I just want you to know something, and this is absolute truth. Mm-hmm. My 16th birthday, my grandfather, my mother's father, who was one of the biggest jerks I ever met in my entire life. Not my mother, but her father. It's my 16th birthday. He comes over, and his birthday was just a little after mine. And he was exactly 60 years older than me. So I said, Grandpa. He, by the way, he was never friendly. Never. And I said, Grandpa, you're getting a little old, aren't you? 76. And he says right in front of everybody, and totally serious, oh, yeah, I'll dance on your grave. Oh, God. <laughs> my own grandfather well, said it to me on my 16th birthday. Well, that wasn't a nice thing to say to your grandfather well, either. I think, I think dance got, on your I've grave got, was a little hard. I think you've hard. got your it's signals mixed up. Just a little excessive <laughs> saying he's going to dance on my grave to a 16-year-old boy. And I said, yeah, good luck to you. Then he got really mad about it. But, you know. So you you were pleasant. He was pleasant back. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of in the fa- it's a family trait. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> it's a family. Whoa! Well, it I don't is. know that you could say things like that. You met your family. Oh, my God. Now she's disparaging <laughs> my family. Honest to God. Oh, God. They're a I forgot. Lot. I forgot about you, the Brady Bunch down there. Uh, no, we're not the Brady Bunch. No. No, you're not. But anyway, um... So, yeah, it takes bravery for a young boy to pursue a career. I don't know if it takes bravery. There are a lot of guys that study ballet. I remember I put Andy in dance because at, I remember his, that, at, yeah. his, at his preschool, they had this little kinder dance thing that came in. And it was like, I don't know, once or twice a week. And Andy used to literally just, like, fall over walking. He was just, you know. He, he did. And so I was like, it's you true. know what? This might be right, Work on the balance and the coordination, coordination a bit. Exactly. And he did it. 
And he even went to the little recital thing. It was a very small thing. It wasn't like some dance studio or any big deal whatsoever. It was within the preschool. And he was, the girls were all like, blah, 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 not knowing where they're supposed to be. And Andy's like trying to put them where they're supposed to be. He's like exasperated completely because the girls were just flailing all over the place. He was wrangling. And he, you know, as the, as the male dancer, you're usually like lifting girls mm-hmm. or sort of coordinating things and, and all this stuff. And he was really, he was really frustrated and he really liked it. But the next year, I said, do you want to be in dance again? And he said, no, the girls said that boys don't dance. Boys don't dance. But and I'm like, yes, Andy, they do. Lots of them do. He said, nope. Andy, I'd That's love to acknowledge your bravery at dancing. He <laughs> was very brave. Your bravery. Plus, he got to be around all the cute little girls. Yeah, see. At the age of six, I cared a whole lot. You kind of did. Okay, I think some of these like people girls. should be pushed down. Uh, Travis Wall had revealed in an Instagram story over the weekend that Spencer reached out to him after he criticized her original comments, E! Online reports. And here's a quote. So Laura Spencer just called me on my cell phone. She got my number from Debbie Allen, and she is completely horrified and just truly just issued this massive apology. Just? She she is completely horrified and just truly just issued this massive apology. Just okay, badly. What does that mean? It's just a badly written sentence. Oh, yeah. Why is it a mass? An apology is apology. There's no such thing as a massive apology. I guess if it's on Twitter, it's massive. It's an apology. She's really, really, really she sorry. Was extra sorry. Yeah. Like when I say <laughs> when I say to people, "Hey, I'm sorry, you're such a loser." That's a massive thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't count. No, nah, I mean it's, it counts up until the <laughs> massive it's loser part. <laughs> massive <laughs> loser part. Uh, on Monday, segment Fairchild talked about being laughed at in middle school for his dance lessons. Wall of so you think you can dance, and he's so proud. The, the show inspired more boys to get into dance. And Callmel said more empathy would be lovely. Yeah. Yeah, for everybody it would be, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice yeah. if people had empathy for anyone? Yeah, if everybody could just get off everybody else's case. That'd, That'd be, be nice. nice. That'd be nice. Look, God bless you. You danced, all the rest of it. Good for you. I'm happy for you. But I don't see that Laura Spencer did anything all that wrong. I just don't get well, why I don't it's such even a big know exactly deal. what she did. She started laughing about him taking ballet lessons. Like, so oh, ho, ho, you stupid little kid, or what? what? I don't know. I didn't. Oh. Do you have the audio, Andy? There is audio of it, so I don't, I don't know. Who did the laughing? Laura, Laura Spencer. L-A-R-A Spencer. Good morning, America. I didn't hear it, but I just... He's six years old. Look, by the time I was six years old, I almost had my first job already. Calm down. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's nothing. I don't think there's really anything to say, like, going to a dance class, like, is brave. Like, I feel like kids today, like, they're so, like, more advanced. Like, they don't care what you're doing. Like, no. You know, good. I I just don't think it should have been made such a big deal. It just was not that big a deal. I don't think kids are nice to each other. I don't think they're advanced beyond being mean. Well, I mean, but I don't think, like, like, to them, like, oh, if you're in dance, like, I don't think they're going to like they're not he's not going to dance every day and people are ripping him for like oh you dance and calling me names like i don't think that's so it's not like he's like there was the espn story where like there's this black kid that plays hockey and like the parents like yell racial slurs at him but like the players on his team are fine with it so i think it's more of like the parents that. do oh yeah like i can't remember i think it's in new jersey they have oh, yeah he's like jersey. yeah it explains <laughs> it all they have, but yeah so it's like i don't think that going to a dance class Nowadays, I uh, think it's like brave okay. for little kids. It's not brave. No. What do you got, Andy? Nothing. There's no. It's all of her apology. Oh, 
But, I mean, is, how does she apologize? I don't know. Generically. Well, she doesn't say anything special. No. I don't know. Like I said, this whole thing got blown up for nothing. <clears throat> well, here's, here we, here's where we're headed in the world now, because people have to apologize for giggling about a kid at dance class. I just don't see how that's a problem. As an in-demand model, a doot a catch is uh, used to having her picture taken. What was new and unpleasant for her, having a photo of a black woman who was most definitely not her, published alongside an interview she gave Australia's Who magazine, CNN calls a 19-year-old story extraordinary. Born in South Sudan, she spent her first eight years in a Kenya refugee camp before being granted asylum in Australia. But in its profile of her, the BBC reports the magazine erroneously ran a photo of model Flavia Lazarus. It pushed the blame onto the agency that arranged the interview, saying it had also provided the image, oh. which they did. So how is it my fault? That's the picture they gave me. Yeah, I So agree. we're all supposed to know who you are. She said, yeah, why did it happen? Racism? Yep, because she's black. So her own agency, who is representing (laughs) her, is racist. I've uploaded pictures of the wrong white guy before on this show. Of course. You Google them, their picture comes up. That's got to be them, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Not so. When I walked in this morning to the Mm -hmm. studio... I thought a dude a catch was here, but it turned out to be Tevin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, we get mistaken all the time. Yeah, mistaken all the time for, say, for yeah. a beautiful yeah, woman model. My picture to her agency and as our black white representative mm-hmm. of all that is wrong and <laughs> yes, exactly. And good. Yeah, it sounds like she needs a new agency that knows what she looks like to send them. Yeah, nice. Do you think it's based on racism? However? No. No. Of course not. Everything. Not, you know, God. Oh yeah, everything though t- in today's world is based on mm-hmm. racism. Apparently. Oh, by the way, uh, according to CNN, what Laura Spencer said was, we'll see how long that lasts. Oh, so that's horribly terrible. Oh, yeah. my God, oh, it's terrible. Geez. Yeah, until all the girls tell them that boys don't dance. Yeah, right. so you, could, you can giggle and say, we'll see, we'll see how long that lasts. And that's a horrible thing to say. Everyone's saying that I she's just, disenfranchising boys who want to go into ballet. And look, let it's me all tell about you them and their... Child, they live vicariously through. Let me ask you a question, Andrew. As a six-year-old boy, do you think I would have ever allowed anybody to disenfranchise you from anything? I probably wouldn't have known. You would never that. have known. First of all, yeah, six-year-olds aren't listening to Laura Spencer. No, good God! Everybody so everybody wants to be a victim, and everybody said, oh, "I'm so touchy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just oh, think you should God. just shut up when it's about a kid. No, Let me put it this way. Just personally, I just don't think that any celebrity person should be making any right. statements about anybody. When I had just turned five years old, I was walking from Emerson School, which was across the street from our house, and we lived at 1200 Spruce Place in Loring Park. Mm-hmm. And I'm the walking biggest. across the street, and I see these two guys, and one of them is choking the other one with a bicycle inner tube. Nice. I felt disenfranchised. <laughs> I wanted you to know that. Because I thought he was killing him, which... It looked like he was trying to. Oh, he was choking him with this inner tube like there was well, no. They were tomorrow. just practicing. No, he was that really mad at him. But I just, uh, I felt disenfranchised. <laughs> I want you to know that. It, it just, if he can't take a punch like, oh, we'll see how that works out, then he's got no seeds whatsoever. And, and, it's I don't know. and she's not wrong. Like he probably won't be exactly. in dance for his whole life. Like we'll see how long this lasts. He's like, a prince. Like I'll do yeah. whatever I want. Right. So he's probably by this time next year. Not going to be in dance. Like, oh, you better apologize right no, now, Devin. Andy, Andy only lasted a year. I give the prince yeah. like six months. <laughs> uh, 
Right. A dude Keach just called and said Tevin is a huge pain. When I like I saw that article too, and like oh, you if they're doing a feature article on you, like chances are they're not racist. Like if you they were racist, they well, wouldn't exactly. put you in the magazine to begin with. Like I love that take. It's just it's just stupidity. I mean, it's just stupidity that they would post the wrong photo. Yeah. Somebody screwed up. Yeah, somebody's bad at their job. They Probably should needs to get be fired. fired. Yep, and, and then let's move, let's move on with our life. So I have a know? question for you. After fifty one years, do you think it's a good sign or a bad sign? That Tevin Pittman is the new Martin Luther King Jr. What? Just that, making even keel like, thinking. I, what? I, we're not going to go that far. I think you, I like, Tevin Pittman nope. Jr. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. Right. It's like, calm down. Yeah. Like, you probably save, wouldn't be. Let's know, save our outrage for things that are actually going to make a difference. Or exactly. Be, I'm not going to get upset about this. Exactly. But I mean, you know, I mean, there's just been. I remember when Chelsea Clinton was a little girl, and everybody was saying how ugly she was, yeah, I remember and that. fat, and all this stuff. And I was just like, how can people be so obnoxious? Yeah, but what did she say? Who? She said, ugly and fat. Are you talking about my mother? Thank oh, you very much. Just oh, kidding. Oh, it was just an opening. I don't, I'm sure that and then, Hillary's and a hell of a look. Peter Fonda, God rest mm. his soul, said yeah. that uh, yeah, Baron Trump said. should be yeah. locked in a jail cell with a load of pedophiles or something very yeah. close to that. He said that about, a st- and he was what, 11 at the time? Yeah, yeah he was like 11. An 11 year old boy, but I mean, he's, that's okay. See, I'm, I'm just saying, it's like you should just uh, all shut up. Mm-hmm. Just That'd everybody shut up That'd about people that are under, say, 21. I like your 18. shut up take. Just, just stop. Just don't yep. make any comments. Unless it's completely. positive. I agree with you completely. Just yeah. shut up and move on, and life mm-hmm. will be grand. Yes. Speaking of moving on, we have to take a quick break. I want to get, uh, speaking of Tevin. Kevin Luther King Jr. He's going to go get a dog because it's International Dog Day. I, I right? Dog Day. I need a puppy to go buy a dog. Get a puppy right mm-hmm. now. I'm going to ask Tevin his take on Andrew Luck Ooh. and his surprise decision right after this with the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. 
and Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We're back in the saddle again. <laughs> got a text. Oh, we did? Yeah, okay. you got a text. It said, what's the deal with Max? Yeah, no, he's antsy today. Oh, you got headphones. Now we're talking. Yeah. He's looking at me like, what is this guy's deal? Oh, it's from, um, I don't know who it's from. A text message? I'll track him oh, down. Oh, it's from Wendy. Wendy, Wendy, yes. Wendy. She goes, one of the reasons that they're giving... For the increase in E. coli is due to the heavy amount of rains that are causing runoffs from lakes, oh, which yeah, increases the bacteria uh-huh. load. Yeah, so sure it washes their turds. <laughs> yeah. so that's what's going on in Tonga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That big island is <laughs> all E. coli every, from every the rain. Every time I see people at a public beach now, I go E. coli. <laughs> and how about these people? They had to warn people not to swim in the rip currents up on Lake Superior. Mm. They have to tell you to not swim in a 60-degree lake that has rip currents? Yeah. Really? This doesn't sound like a good time. I actually swam in Lake Superior just once so I could say that I did. I almost died on Lake Superior when I was a little kid. You did? did? Like, we, uh, my dad took us out on this, uh, like, deep, like, fishing expedition and we got to get out there. Did he know what he was doing? Yeah, like, we got a, it was on a tour and everything, and the guy was like, shot it because he's black? Is that why you said that? No. And it is too <laughs> racist. And so I remember racist we, we get out on the lake like super early and the guy we had this old curmudgeonly fisherman tour guide, so he gets is out he there. A salty dog. The salty dog, the saltiest of the dogs. <laughs> and we, just, of the dog. we we get out on the lake and like my it. dad like was like, Hey, I heard it's gonna rain later, like is or should we still go out? And he's like, Ah no, it's just a little it's gonna be fine, just a slight Ooh. rain. And we get out there and like the waves oh, were yeah. like oh. over the top of the boat. Oh, like yeah. I'm holding on for dear life and like Somehow we made it back. Like I get on, like kiss the ground because I was so happy to be back on land. But I thought for sure, hundred percent, I was going since? overboard. No, uh, no, I don't go fishing. I don't do that. I don't either. <laughs> no, I've been fishing once. That's enough. It's, yeah, it's not for me. I love fishing. Do you? I love it. Yeah. You ever done it on the ocean? Yes, I. It's well, my impression of the boat. Well, I didn't go. I didn't go God. fishing on a boat. I just fished off a pier. On a boat. On a boat. <laughs> on a boat. I know they love me in North Carolina. Fishing. I'm like, oh, let's go on a boat. Let's go on a boat, in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. No, I caught. I actually caught yeah. a baby shark. You did. Baby shark. Baby shark. There's a commercial with that in it now. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Some looks like Yeah, there is. Grandma shark. And I, yeah, and I caught a crab once. So. I want to hear, no, never mind. Your son's. Back. <laughs> <laughs> You're really in a rare form this morning. What are you talking here? about? I, she just she said it. I didn't say. I tell a word. you what, though, when you're fishing off a pier, and, yeah. and it could be the smallest, like little crab, sand crab. Mm-hmm. It thing feels like it weighs 200 pounds from is that distance. Fighters? Well, no, just from the distance from oh, the yeah. pier. Yeah, I'm like, gee, I look over and I just see this crab flailing around. Help me. <laughs> yes, he's got me hooked. Help me. We were down in Florida and we're um, fishing off of a dock. Mm-hmm. And Alex is literally laying there, like sleeping with the pole in her hand. She's the only one that catches a fish. Takes after, yeah. takes after her dad right there. Oh, we're fishing? 
Well, when I take <laughs> when I take the kids goes, fishing, I don't even bother bringing my pole because I'm constantly either taking oh, yeah, fish off, yeah. rebaiting, right. uh, the rebaiting. Yeah. Or, See, I don't do worms like that. So oh, really? Yeah, no. yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, find no. it relaxing. You just you know, especially if you're shore fishing, you just pop a chair on the. It's too much goo and guts. <laughs> I wear I wear latex gloves because I can't stand having my hands smell like fish yeah. for three oh, days. Oh God, or yes. The worms. The worms. Fine. Don't worry about a thing. Andrew Luck's surprise decision to retire from football at age 29 continues to reverberate in the world of sports and beyond. The Indianapolis Colts quarterback played six seasons, but he said he could no longer deal with the endless cycle of injury and rehab that he said made him uh, made life on and off the field miserable. A sample of the coverage, the cost. Columnist Jer- Jerry Brewer of the Washington Post figures Luck just walked away from at least a quarter of a billion dollars in future earnings. What was wrong with him? Mike Garofalo said it's more like a half a billion dollars. He just gets hurt all the time. Oh, yeah. He had like a shoulder issue, and then yep. now he had an ankle slash calf oh. issue this year. He's got a throat issue. <laughs> hey, we have talk. He talks oh, like this. Ray terrible. Romano. Here, yeah. let me just tell you something. I'm in the NFL. And <laughs> he's one of those guys. Oh, that's too bad. But he'll somehow make it because so far he's already made $100 million, so he's okay. Well, maybe yeah. he just needs to take a season off. Can't, he already did that, that last season. Oh. Yeah, he that was out all last year. And like, I mean, I makes me think that his injury to his lower leg is a lot more serious than yeah. his shoulder. That yeah. the Indianapolis Colts training staff isn't up to snuff because I mean, oh. he was he was a great quarterback. He, he was, was about to be. He was. He has, yeah, like you said, a quarter of a billion dollars <laughs> that he probably gave up. Like, there's got to be a bigger issue than just he's too hurt to play. Well, if you're yeah. in constant pain, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, and I don't blame him. Like, if you, you got to make sure you look out for yourself, and he's right. made enough money where he's going to be set and Stanford mm-hmm. education, so he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll do well. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, Tom Brady says it's his life, said Tom Brady, who at 42 remains among the league's elite players. Everyone has the right to choose what he wants to do. Brady, speaking Monday on WEEI, the worst call letters. Wee! That's your call letters? Great. <laughs> Noted the physical toll of the game, credited uh, his support system of teammates, coaches, his trainer, and family for helping him go as long as he has per NFL.com. So, yeah, uh, Brady, Tom Brady said, I understand. It is what it is. One person who hasn't given up on luck playing football, again, is Colts owner Jim Ursay. We've seen Tiger Woods come back from injury and win the Masters. We've seen Michael Jordan retire and unretire twice. Yeah, but it took him a long time. It did. And in this case, we just wish luck the best. And maybe he finds some clarity. Again, he'll just be 30 years old. The story notes that down the road, Luck would only have to inform the league that he'd like to come back and the Colts would still retain the rights to his contract. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. i got to be honest with you, $100 million bucks. So Let's say after taxes, he ended up with about $55 million in cash. And he's Probably. one of the rare people that saved his money and didn't Instead squander it. Right. What are you yeah. looking at Tevin for when you said squandering money? Well, no, most of, yeah, most of the athletes end up on the 30 yeah. for 30 broke side of things. Mm-hmm. Where they, do. they think these paychecks are going to keep coming well, forever, and next thing you know, they don't. Adrian Peterson, he burned through $100 million. Like, the, the weirdest fact thing that he's is bankrupt is amazing. To you me. Know put $5 million away in a high-yield, like a money market account, and you're basically set for life. Not living so, the life they want to live. Well, that's and, true. I have a, one of my good friends from NDSU is in the or was in the NFL, now he's playing in Canada, but he would uh, talk about how like he was on kind of the lower end of the spectrum as far as like getting right. paid, and he's right. like, well, you go out with your friends that are making – 
hundreds of millions of dollars right. and you got to try and keep up with them and he's like we go to the club and they tell us it's 20 bucks to get in they realize it's a bunch of nfl players well now that price just went up and we got to buy bottle service and we got to do Yo, all this yeah, extra yep. stuff so he's like yep. yeah i spent five thousand dollars at the club one night and he's like i didn't do anything but we just had to make it look like we had money yeah. because everybody yep. else thinks we have money that's when you yeah. just leave before the bills. oh yeah i was like dude no no you thank gotta you. learn how to do these yep. things yeah no doubt about it so it it is what it is. By the way, uh, people might not know this, but you get in that area where you're putting down a few million, you can get 10% on your money. You can get a can 10%. Can really? Oh, God, yes. So, I mean, if you're putting down uh, $3 million and you're getting back 300000 a year for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Yeah, but, like, you know, not when you're expected to take care of about 100 people well yeah right. you, you know, get, all of a sudden you have the, family coming out of the woodwork yeah and... yeah that is true that is true ladies and gentlemen so i don't know andrew luck will be just fine but he yeah he got hurt all the time is really too bad and the colts fans booed him as he was walking off the field i know really? they booed yeah, him they, oh, not, not their brightest moment no. no i would agree with that completely that's too bad I'm sure, right he, down I'm sure he didn't do this lightly <laughs> oh no no he probably has been thinking about this for months yeah, and months yeah, absolutely. and or should we write, Tevin was right? Tevin was right. Yeah, do, can we keep a tally around here time. Let's keep a tally how smart I am. That's nice, Tevin. Retired NFL fullback LaRon McClain needs to get his head checked. That's not our assessments, it's his. Nice. In a series of F-bomb-studded tweets on Saturday, McClain pleaded for the help that he says isn't coming for what he suggests is a brain issue related to his time with Ugh. the league. I have to get my head checked. Playing fullback since high school makes two effing. Well, you see, listen to something else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, too effing much to do anything. My brain is effing tired. At NFL, I need some help with this Shiite. Dark times and showing, uh, and it's showing. Effing help me. Please help me. Ugh. Ugh. Hey, we were just watching that autopsy show. What's it called? Something autopsy. No, that was, you mean the one before it? Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that he ended up shooting a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. He murdered, uh, he was involved, he had, was in a gang, and he mm-hmm. murdered some guy but one he, night and ended yeah. going to prison. Well, it was, he had shot his best friend in the face. Yeah. In the face. And all of this other stuff, he ended up hanging himself in prison, mm-hmm. and they, yeah. they did an autopsy of his brain, and they thought it was probably due yeah, to... CTE yeah, CTE related. Yeah. That's scary yep. stuff. Yeah, and he was like going to be one of the next big stars in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Like he was playing for the Patriots, winning Super Bowls, and yep. snapped. Yeah. yeah. But he's he was always young kind too. of a psychopath. Yeah. The he CTE didn't help, but I think he no, probably exactly. found his way down that path. Yeah, he ended up shooting five people. And five. I think he, he, yeah, he, yeah. Killed, he killed like three, four, or five people or something. Yeah, he shot his best friend right in the eye. That probably felt good. And he survived. <laughs> yeah, he survived. But they showed him on camera. It's like, yeah, so anyway. Well, you can't get shot in the face and look look pretty afterwards. Hey, (laughs) Yeah, Aaron Hernandez was one great. Well, he signed a $100 million deal and then began to kill people. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. had everything. Yep, had it all made. Yeah. I mean, a guy at a bar bumped into him accidentally. He waited outside the bar and ended up killing the guy. Mm -hmm. Then he, like, dumped his... Body in the lake or something like that, yeah, something like or, like, yeah. or a shipyard or something. I mean, doesn't I, I mean? Know. Okay, so you're on a team. You spend mm-hmm. a lot of time with your teammates, right? And your coaches well, and all this but... stuff. Doesn't somebody notice that something's going on with somebody like that? 
Like they um, could get some help before. That would be nice. Yeah, but I think too, like it, he probably was able to hide it pretty well if like nobody said anything. And with the Patriots, they're kind of known for taking bad apples and yeah, straightening them out. And so they kind of okay, you're on the straight and narrow here. And then when he's off on his own time, I'm guessing he wasn't too uh, friendly with the rest of his teammates because. Uh. Somebody could have should have been there with him. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, that's a terrible story. Terrible story. What are you gonna do? Okay, I have to run this by. She made film history, so why is she mostly unknown? I never knew that. Did you know the story of Alice Guy Blosh? I don't even know who Alice Guy Blosh is. Uh, there's so a new no. documentary about the pre-World War One film pioneer, born in nineteen in eighteen seventy three, Guy Blosh directed hundreds of movies, was among the first to use synchronized sound, close-ups, hand-tinted color. She was also head of production at the world's first film studio, Gaumont, in Paris. And in 1896, directed what may be the first narrative film ever, La Fille à Joux, The Cabbage Fairy, mm-hmm. uh, well about known. how babies are made. By 1910, she had her own film studio in New York City after moving there with her husband, cameraman Hébert Blache. Uh, a sign hung in the studio told actors to be natural, advice that's still true. She invented almost everything there is about See, and film, this is why we marched, because nobody even knew who she was. Be natural. Nothing natural has ever happened after somebody told you to be natural. Mm, that's probably true. You're right about that. More uh, awkward anything. Right. You're just like, oh. Like, How about this okay. one? my natural state. <laughs> she directed A Fool and His Money, likely the first movie with an all-black cast. I like her. But See? hit a bad luck streak when their business and marriage fell apart, and she barely survived the Spanish flu. Returning to France in 1922, she learned that a woman with a thousand films under her belt couldn't get work. She also heard. Uh, she also learned they gave all the credit to her husband. This Without is why one. women mm. are mad. Okay. Pretty much everybody who was ask, a pioneer during the silent film era, <laughs> they all ended up broke. They did. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what I love about that? You know what mm. her name literally translates to? What's that? Guy Blanche. White boy. <laughs> no, really? No, he, yeah. Blosh, Blosh is boy? And... No, no, Blosh is white. Oh, Blosh is, oh, okay. And Gee is a guy. It's a white, white guy. My name is Alice White Guy. What do you think? I'll take that home with you. But yeah, her husband, it says uh, she learned from film historians and academics uh, were writing her out of movie history with much of her work credited to her husband or even her male assistants. She no, got no fair. credit. They Jeez. got all the credit. Yay. Why are you staring at me? Don't sit down there staring at me. The way the world sucks. <laughs> you know, Catherine, I'm never telling anyone it was your idea for the KQ morning show. <laughs> never letting anyone know. <laughs> she just looking at me like, okay. I, I, I'll bide my time. I just got the... Uh, Indication that maybe I should stop poking the bear. No, I was say, <laughs> is it time? It's time this to stuff move is on. Massively though. irritating. But isn't that amazing? I never even heard of this woman. I know. No. And she basically invented how to make film. Hmm. She got no credit for it at all. Yeah, that's that's. See, now that is very disturbing. It but is. she died basically. She moved back to New Jersey to be by her daughter, and she died a few years later. It's very very unfortunate. What is this? Trump says, I never said we should nuke hurricanes. 
When did he say we should nuke her again? It's probably some new Twitter. Yeah, I'm like sure. The, like the video of him trying to say his favorite Bible verse. Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's a disaster. What is it? It's like if you... Be prepared. It's right in the Bible. He like says... Well, I mean, we can do it after the break, but he yeah, essentially is trying to describe a Bible verse, and you can tell he's never once ever... Never read the Bible. cracked open the Bible. And there's a guy named Good. Yeah. No, it's God, actually. It's God, Donald. <laughs> You know, i just like to point out that Tevin Pittman is the very first person on the show that's ever noticed it's time to go to a break. <laughs> the oh, he's got the clock right in his face. Yeah, you know. Oh, that's what it so, is. Okay. that's why. We'll be, right, we'll be right back. More wisdom from Tevin Pittman and the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. In the saddle again. Oh, don't you want me, baby? <laughs> okay, let's see if you think that he would have gotten away with this. You ready? Uh-huh. Ready. Mm-hmm. A California sheriff's deputy who claimed he was shot by a sniper is fessed up. He really wasn't, authorities say. In a Saturday night presser, Captain Kent Wagoner of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department said Deputy Angel Reynosa's tail grew thinner when he was questioned about the incident on Saturday. There was no sniper, no shots fired, no gunshot inquiry sustained to his uh, injury, excuse me, sustained to his shoulder, completely fabricated. That means the subsequent manhunt was totally needless. The DA's office will look into possible charges, but Wegner thought they could start with false report of an emergency. It all began Wednesday when Reynosa called in an alarming radio report from a sheriff's station parking lot in Lancaster, about an hour north of L.A. I have taken shots from the north of Lancaster helipad, he report. I think I'm hit in the right shoulder. Uh, officers uh, spent hours searching an apartment building across the street, questioning and detaining people, but certain things didn't add up. Like, he poked holes in his T-shirt and claimed there were bullet holes, but there were no bullet wounds. Hmm. So it was just enough to pierce the, the fabric of the T-shirt. What was he trying to get out of? Strong <laughs> shirt. What is wrong? <laughs> I don't know. It's a very strong like, shirt. Uh, like, at least, like, shoot yourself in the shoulder. Like, you can't, yeah. like, with a sniper, you got to sell it. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, well, I here mean, it is. Ob. 
Reynosa, Reynosa, who claimed his bulletproof vest had ricocheted a bullet against his shoulder, had actually cut holes in his clothing and made up the story. You, you can't, see, if you're going to put holes in your shirt that look like bullet holes, there have to be bullet wounds because mm-hmm. you have flesh underneath your shirt. And perhaps a little blood. I don't know. A little blood maybe would have helped your I story. I hope he used those, like, crafting scissors where it has, like, oh, the signs. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, little doilies. <laughs> a little doily. The bullet had this doily like a, effect. Like a hole punch in, like, the shape of, like, a snowflake or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird bullets. I don't I know. I love it. New I, kind. But are people getting dumber by the day? Sounds you think? like he's pretty dumb. Yeah. yeah. Did it say what his motive was in the story at all? Like, what, what was he trying to get he's out of? Trying to be a hero. A hero paid leave. He just wanted to be a hero. Yeah. Then we had another story of a woman who uh, got sick of her dog in the car. So she got out on the freeway and put the dog in the trunk, which didn't go over really well with uh, well, no. your law enforcement. <laughs> And then another couple of women went in, had a ball, 100-degree day in Phoenix, went in, had a little lunch, and they came back out, and thank God the baby in the car was still alive. (gasps) And she said to her friend, oh, we were having so much fun, I forgot I had the baby with me. Oh. How stupid are you? Great way to get I child protective services called. I don't yeah, understand. Exactly. I, I just, I can't fathom putting a child no. in a car and then forgetting and especially, yeah, and then going into Arizona? A, going out to lunch. What? Went out to I lunch know. at a 100 degree day. Ugh. The baby didn't die, though. That's well, amazing. Well, I don't care how many degrees it is. You don't put the baby in the car and then go out to lunch. Well, I used to do that mm-hmm. with Andy all the time. It was unbelievable. Well, you crack a window, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you got a little water in there. Yeah, I, I just I can't I can't process that at all. I will tell you something. Pence's Bar, North Minneapolis, Plymouth Avenue. When I was probably six, seven years old, my dad used to drive over to the bar and leave us in the car the whole damn time. Well, that was negligent. It was negligent. Also, that we didn't stay in the car anyway. <laughs> right. I was five years old. Like I'm wandering up and down yeah, Plymouth even Avenue. Even more negligence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what five-year-old is going to sit say, in the it's car? It's amazing you weren't kidnapped. Although one time it was kind of cool because they had a bumper pool table in in the bar over at Jack Clark's bar, it was called. And we he went in there, and I just, I didn't sit outside the car. I was, I was a little younger then, and I was sitting at the bar, and this guy looks over at me, and he says, So, young man, you think I'm going to make this shot? And apparently I responded, I don't know. I'm only four years old. <laughs> Smarting off to guys in bars even at four years old. That was a good plan, don't you think? It's never stopped. Ah, it all works out in the end. I don't know what to tell you, but people, uh, seriously. So you had a woman throwing a dog in a trunk, and they had to call the cops on her. And then she forgets, another woman forgets her baby in the car while she's having lunch. And then another guy pokes holes in his shirt to make it look like he was shot with several bullets, but there are no wounds. I mean, are people getting dumber by the minute, do you think? A, a yeah. canine officer was just, just died in a hot car. No, can a cop, a cop a dog. Yeah. Oh, the dog. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. The dog. They call them canine and officers. They do. They do. Yes. I didn't call them canine no, officers. Either. And then, so then the guy poked the holes in his shirt, and then they said there was a manhunt after that. That's correct. Nobody stopped to say, "Hey, he's not bleeding." He's not bleeding. Let's, there are no holes let's in his look skin. Look into this a little bit more. Like I know. There's like ketchup blame, spilled yeah. all over his shirt. <laughs> oh, God. Some open Heinz packets. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
Let's investigate before yeah. we still look Tevin's for somebody. Still like, what is up with smart that guy? Yeah. By the way, when we walked in today, Tevin made Catherine all nervous with this story. Australia's Great Barrier Reef is in trouble, but the ocean itself might be sending some slow-moving relief. An enormous floating island of pumice is headed toward Australia, and it could deliver new marine life to the endangered reef, reports CNN. The odd development is the result of an underwater volcano that erupted near Tonga in the Pacific Ocean in the first week of August, explains NASA. The volcano sent pumice rocks to the surface, some of them as small as a marble, others as big uh, as a basketball, according to a first-person account from the crew of a catamaran that sailed through the resulting field. The rocks are pocked with holes, allowing them to float, yeah. and they're currently bunched up in a mass the size of Manhattan. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Well, it's everyone's going to have mass. nice, smooth feet. <laughs> because of the pumice. <laughs> yeah, you get to stick your feet in the water. They'll get all buff. It'll get be wonderful. Get your quick, in, invest in pumice rock. <laughs> exactly. Just get that. At the moment, there are more than a trillion pieces of pumice all floating together. Mm. But over time, it will break up and disperse across the area, said Scott Bryan of Queensland University of Technology. Still, a bulk of the natural raft could reach Australia in perhaps seven months bringing with it all kinds of microorganisms and larger marine life. This is a potential mechanism for restocking the Great Barrier Reef. So this is really good news. Mm -hmm. Really? That's wonderful. See, I still think that nature, no matter what they say or what happens, if nature does get us to the point where it's like, no, I'm sorry, you're destroying me, it'll just kill us all. Nature's pretty wise, man. What? No, I'm just saying it will. He's fine. He's not even listening to this show. He's got. He's, he's listening to, I went to the animal fair. The birds and the bees were there. More than likely, he's watching something that's Godzilla. Gojira? He's Are you watching Gojira? No, it looks like we're playing a little uh, no. Minecraft. Oh, Minecraft? Oh, oh Minecraft. Okay. No. looks like we're playing a little, a little Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> it looks like we are playing a little Minecraft. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, this is great news then. So this is go- this might save the Great Barrier Reef, which is wonderful news. Yes. And I don't. I do you think that happened by coincidence? Well, it's a volcano. They just do no. them. Yeah. They just erupt. Pumice is yeah. fragile. Pumice is so, fragile. So I'm sorry. Where was the underwater volcano? Was it uh, Tonga? In Tonga. Tonga. Where is that? Minnetonga. It's just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that Tonga Tonga. Tonga is by Polynesia. Pretty about Polynesian, baby, over the six, sea. Six, seven hundred miles east of Australia. Oh, that's where okay. it is. Okay. In the middle of nowhere. It's Why gonna is it going to take seven yeah, months to get there? Currents are a little slow. Seven hundred miles? It's a long way. Not for pumice to float. Yeah. Well, Listen to me speculating. <laughs> what do you think of my And we're coming knowledge? into hurricane season. Yeah, hurricane season. season so the speeds yep. pick up. Traffic's light. You know, I think we can get down there. <laughs> Traffic's oh, light. I'm guessing it'll cause a bit of problems. It came out of the Bermuda Freighters. And yeah, well, yeah, if it's maybe. the size of Manhattan, it will. Yeah. It's so light. Yeah, it is very light, though. It shouldn't be any big I know, deal. But if it's big enough, it could cause I wonder problems. if it like would help the Great Barrier Reef. Like, Why not just, instead of waiting seven months, like go yeah. I don't know, collect some, it bring it work. over? Net it. Well, yeah. Net what? it and tow it. A little net action. Maybe have people stand on it and row That'd or something. That would be good. That would be a good thing. I wonder how much that thing weighs. Stand up pumice stone. Yeah. I don't know. pumice stone, I mean, you use it to for yeah. Yeah, your like skin. Cows and stuff. And yeah. Isn't that what they put in lava soap? Pumice? Lava yeah, with pumice. So. Lava with pumice. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was. They grind I, think, up some I don't know if they still stick do. It in the soap. I think they changed it over to sand because it was probably cheaper. 
Probably. Well, Do they put Irish, Irish people in Irish super... Spring? Just put <laughs> Irish body parts in there? Jesus. I just remember that, yeah. The, My fans um, were fruity soaps. The fruity soaps. <laughs> what was that soap that mechanics use all the time? Oh, the like, Googon? Googon. Oh, goo. like the no, it's not Google. Google. Goop? Goop. Orange yeah, something. Goop. Yeah, I know what you're talking oh, about. Orange goo yeah, or something orange, like that. Yeah. yeah. That stuff had some. Orange theory. Like, like no, the little beads. And, pumice yeah. in it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Scrubs you? Oh, yeah, because they get all the oil and grease off their hands. Oh, yeah. After working on cars. Oh, I love the smell of it. It was like orange, oranges all over your hands. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it gets rid of that. The citrus gets rid of the smell. But, yeah, mm-hmm. they, I think they use pumice in that, mm-hmm. too. So. What was a manly yes, but I like it, too? What is that? That's Irish Manly, spring, yes. I think. But is that Irish yeah, Spring? Yeah. Manly, Gojo is what Joe said. Oh, Gojo, oh, that's go. it. Go okay. Gojo. Oh, orange goo was like gojo. a disinfectant. Duper, not that. What? what? That was close. Oh, yeah, Officer Dave, too. Gojo. Oh, who is it? It is Gojo, absolutely. We've entered prime hurricane season, generally the four weeks before and after September 10th reports CNN, and now comes news of the first potential one this season. Tropical Storm Dorian could become a hurricane as early as tomorrow as it moves into the eastern Caribbean Sea. AccuWeather reports that at 5 a.m. on Monday, Dorian is about 225 miles away from Barbados, which the National Hurricane Center says could see about half a foot of rain. Yikes. The storm is moving west at about 14 miles an hour as maximum sustained winds of 60 miles an hour, so it's not that big a deal yet. Uh, compact Dorian... Uh, getting better organized reached the center's 8 a.m. public advisory of the storm, which notes that some strengthening is forecast during the next few days. But CNN meteorologist Ivan uh, or Ivan Cabrera says Dorian's power could be dulled by the wind shear and dry air it will encounter as it moves toward uh, Puerto Rico, which it should approach by Wednesday night. That would be welcome news for the island, which is still suffering the yeah. nearly two-year-old effects of Hurricane Maria. That's because they took anymore. all the money for themselves. I still can't believe the leadership of Puerto Rico screwed their citizens over like that. They took all of that relief money for themselves. I mean, you, have you seen what they've done in two years? They're mm-hmm. like, well, here's where your house used to be, and now there's a piece of plywood. <laughs> like, well. I thought we had screwed them over royally. By not giving them enough money. Oh, we it's always our fault. That's, the, it's that's always what the Twitter fault. memes say. Okay, I have a question for Tevlar and everybody else. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I brought this up on the air this morning. So white men are the worst human beings on earth, correct? Correct. Okay, good. <laughs> I, just, I, just took, I turned <laughs> to Tevin because he's an expert Streets on it. Streets can confirm. He <laughs> can confirm that white men are horrible. Well, then why does everyone want to live with us? That's what I don't understand. They don't. They want to take your stuff and... Push you away. <laughs> By far, the most immigration is in Western Europe and the United States. The United mm-hmm. States, by far, has more immigrants than any other country in the world. Well, that's because of our financial Yeah, but if white men are so horrible, justice. why do you want to come here? Right? Well, like I said, they want your stuff. Don't raise me. Don't want you. Exactly. That's why they want to come here. Right. Money. And, it, and it's like, I don't know, because you want, like, people think, like, okay, white men are horrible. I feel like they're talking about, like, the... Upper echelons of like the one percent of the one percent. Unlike you, Tom. Mm. Oh, the elite. Yeah, <laughs> not like we that. know that I'm not <laughs> in the upper echelon of anything. Like the elite. Like that's that's where you're like, oh, they're terrible. I and feel then... so much better. Did I tell you this show's only an hour long today? 
You're right <laughs> above the totem pole. Yeah, I'm on the bottom of the totem pole here. Carrying well, all not, the weight. You know, the elite men. Well, not like you, Todd. Well, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> thanks, like the thanks, bad thanks, elite Devin. people. Like, you're a good, you're a good like, one percenter. Nice almost try. Illuminati <laughs> status. <laughs> right, like, yeah, the one where you're like. Ooh, Illuminati, now yeah. we're talking yeah. That's, which is real. So who's who are the, the bad Illuminati. people? Who? I don't, like, uh, let's see. I don't know. I can't name any off the top of my head. But we'll just oh. – you, you know who they are. It's usually people like in a business suit that do like some shady stuff and you're like, you're, like the Barack Hollywood Obama? types. And No, he's good. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about him? But, he and Michelle buying that $15 million house in Nantucket. Yeah, they're doing all right. Because, they're well, living the dream. You know, I, I hope they have really, really – it's uh, Martha's Vineyard, I believe. So they must have great million. insurance because – According to them, they're going to be underwater in 10 years. Yeah, that is interesting, yeah. isn't it? That's right. Oh, really? So yeah. why would you buy a $15 million house in a place that's going to be underwater in 10 I don't know, years? You put insurance on it, and then maybe the payout is worth it, and you so you get a little insurance. Big. Yeah, you no, know, like get a paycheck. You get a or you don't believe that's, in your own malarkey. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't believe your own malarkey. <laughs> well, that's a possibility. It's always possible. But, you know, once again, the Obamas sold a lot of books. They, you know, mm-hmm. they buy a $50 million. Good for them. Right, mm-hmm. but you can't really say we all need to live in communist housing and wear black pajamas and slippers and go to work at the broom factory, and then you buy a fifteen million dollar house. Yeah, well, which you is can fine because they all they all do it. Yep. Right? Yeah, they do all. They do. You're all absolutely do right. Them. By they, do you mean? No, I mean politicians. <laughs> Wealthy politicians. I love they picking on Kevin more than anything in my life. I wonder which private jet Al Gore would go over there or to fly right. to him to visit with Obama in Nantucket, mm-hmm. right? Somebody been choking you? No. Why do you have the bruise on your neck? Do I have to talk to someone? Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Well, oh, no. <laughs> we got to go to break. <laughs> this got real X-rated. Dwayne Hickey will be in. Uh... <laughs> Dave is weird. <laughs> oh, I'm concerned for her health. I think it's out she's been... Just a little late night no. uh, <laughs> shenanigans. He, just, he did it on purpose before this our VIP dinner on Saturday night. Just... So he Just can... so you can have a hickey neck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Uh, Honestly, God, I thought somebody hurt you. I'm like, you no. want me to talk to him? Right, no. <laughs> thanks, Mom. Right. We'll be back Cassie's in a few like, minutes. Thanks, well, Cassie might not Maybe be here. Like, he might just go home. I had to walk around in front of celebrities with this huge hickey. There's on only my millions of people thanks listening. Thanks to Dave. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Thanks to Dave. That's darkness, Dave. Like right. the darkness on my <laughs> neck. Exactly. Dark hickey. <laughs> that dark so hickey. vacuum cleaner just. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back with the family.